Hey everybody, welcome to the Free Mind Podcast. All right, we got a special episode today, babe. But but uh, before we jump in, I want to share just something awesome that happened um, just this past week. One of our listeners reached out to us, and you know we've been talking a lot on the podcast, like where do we go from here? How do we, you know, not just complain about all the the foolishness that's going on, but what do we do to to start heading in the right direction? Well, I found out that one of our listeners has been doing something, working on this for like a year and a half, and I wanted to um, share it with you guys, and it's called MudHenMama.com, MudHenMama.com. If you are watching here, I'll show you, M-U-D-H-E-N-M-A-M-A.com, and what she's got here is she has curated a whole library of books broken down into age groups. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about, I think the enemy knows that to, to really make his agenda goes through, he was, he's trying to capture the minds of our kids, mm-hmm. right? And so he said the first thing we can do is get them out of government schools. But, you know, we realize that not everybody can do that right away. But one of the things we can make a difference on is we can start reading some of these books together as families, talking through these things, um, protecting our kids. This is one thing she said, protect your kids against the prevailing culture with books that align with your values and shop in MHM books. So I want to encourage you to go there even even now. Even now. Um, hop on that website. And if you can, put in free mind on the code. It'll let them know that, that you heard about it through this podcast. And it'll also give you a discount. We can all use a discount with these $6 eggs right now. Can there I get an go. amen? Um, <clears throat> so go on to hop on there. And, and actually, one of the books that um, I'm going to be using today in this in this podcast, um, she has it up there. So I would say if, if, if this book is interesting to you, which I think it should be, I think it will be, hop on there and get it. And I'll show you how to do that here in a little bit. Um, so what are we going to talk about today, babe? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? What's on the agenda? Well, so I sent, I sent out a uh, Instagram little story just asking people, like, uh, did they want us to, to talk on the Grammys? Oh, and oddly enough, I got mixed um, feedback. Yeah. So like half the people were like, yeah, please really? do. Half the people were like, nah, we don't, we don't care about it. And um, every and, and a few things right in between. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So my granddad, you know, he, he used to have this saying. So my granddad's from the country, y'all. Nervous laughing because she she loves Duck Dynasty. I say you ain't got to watch Duck Dynasty. Let's just go down to Lake Wells, down to Uncle Bud's RV park and hang out with Granddad. It's a true place, y'all. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. So he used to have these sayings. You know, he always had these sayings that I love. But he, if you know, if he didn't like a preacher, he said, "Boy, I would walk out my back door to hear that boy preach." He wouldn't. He can't preach worth a puke. That's what he'd say. Puke. And so, um, you know, when, when somebody when somebody asked me if I watched the Grammys, <laughs> basically that, that's what comes, comes to mind. Boy, I would I walk out walk my out back by, door to you watch that puke. wouldn't walk out your living yeah. room. Because seriously, like, at this point, I think I lost interest in the Grammys years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember being over at a friend's house in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the Grammys, but it was another kind of award right. show on, some kind of music award show. And I was... It had been some years since I had watched that because, I mean, entertainment had just taken a turn. But I was convinced at that point, like, 
this is trash. Yeah. It's it's a cesspool of 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 what they would call art, but I wouldn't call it art. Or maybe bad so, yeah, art. So why, yeah, so why why would we want to go subject ourselves to the ignorant screeds <laughs> of this class yeah. of people that are yelling about us about foolishness that they have no basis oh, to say? Man. And then passing off this art that basically makes you think of Duchamp's fountain. Uh. It's a urinal. <laughs> um that's meant that's meant to be uh. music. And so and that and kind of joke because you know every okay. now and then there's something dope, right? There's something yeah. that actually qualifies and as excellent it, so music okay. musically. Every now and then, like the 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 bad part about the further you get from the Christian worldview, the worse the art actually mm. gets because <clears throat> it has an impact. Like when you start to not see beauty as beauty, you get Duchamp's fountain. Like you get these these Preach. foolish. You get the banana that was taped to the wall, and they're like, "Oh, that's subversive." <laughs> um, and so I do find that a lot of modern pop music, you know, every now and then I'll be like, oh, okay, that's a cool melody or that's yeah. hooky or that's, you know, that's Good unique production. production. But it's like, I, I don't often the come content. across something that's like, man, this is going to be classic. Like this is going to last for years because this, mm-hmm. this has substance. More so it's just kind of trendy fluff that that's ear candy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I haven't watched Grammys. I have no interest in watching the Grammys. And it's not even because I'm like mad at it there's that too um but it's like evil becomes banal after a while right it's just it becomes boring yeah and then what's meant to shock ceases to shock Mm. dang it yeah and actually what what does shock is something like when kanye wore the maga hat on snl (laughs) (laughs) like that was genuinely shocking right that's so hilarious. like like fat Satan is not as <laughs> oh shocking. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I stole that, that was... headline. That was a headline from somebody from some news organization. She's Louise. Called your boy uh, Fat Satan, but um, you know it's like. So I understand that people are like, nah, next, like, who cares? And I was surprised too because I asked one of my classes like, hey, who watched the Grammys? And it was just like two to three kids had made time to yeah. watch it and I, I would assume that they were all into it but not right. even in that demographic college kids a lot of them were like I'm good and we watch yeah. it or made and I, and I saw the ratings were really low were they I was like woohoo that's okay. one, that's I one good thing you know? I wondered okay um, so you know I'm sure if you're alive um, you've you've heard about seen it. these come through the Sam Clips. Smith Kim Petras performance um and just how, you know, he had the devil horns on. It was this transgender, you know, orgy, occult thing. <clears throat> um, you know, of course, right after it was hilarious in the flames, it says sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> Jeez Louise. If they, that doesn't make you think and wake up right? and say, okay, there's truly something going Listen, on here. The only thing something missing from, was, a, was a climate change push and a cameo <laughs> from Zelensky. And we'd have, we'd have rounded it out. So Yes. But, um, you know, it, it is it is kind of funny. Like there, there's a there's actually I, I couldn't find it, but like there's a Martin Luther quote or something. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's not even real. But um, I, I remember here. Yeah. Okay. Reformation. Not not as in the not king, Martin Luther, not the as king, in the king, but Martin but, uh, Luther, Martin Luther the, the, the original. Okay. So I heard he said something like, you know, the, the thing that the devil hates most is to be laughed at. And so, you know, there's there is that, right? There is like, that. Like, at some point, like you have to laugh at his antics. But on the other hand, you don't want to um, make light of something that could actually 
have a lot of weight mm-hmm. to it. And sure. you don't want to like add, you don't want to completely dismiss it. You want to laugh at it and mock it, sure. like mock it in a godly way. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to dismiss it and think, oh man, it's no big deal. Right. Who cares? Because, yeah, what you got? Sort of like in C.S. Lewis, is it, I think mm. it's, it's screw tapes when he says, you know, the mistake Christians make is either A, thinking there's a demon at every bush and every corner, yep. every turn and in every situation. And the other mistake is to yeah, dismiss not, it all together, not acknowledge. Not yeah. At all. And he said, that's, that's the two poles. He mm-hmm. tries. And if you had to guess, like, how would you characterize Western civilization up Oof. until maybe the past 20 years? Jeez. Which one of those poles? I would say clearly he's taken the route with what, with Western civilization to, to ignore his existence oh, and boy. act like, that the spiritual isn't a category. In other words, we, you know, post enlightenment, we've kind of traveled the materialism route and, and ceased to think of the the spiritual, spiritual realm, realm is real. as a real real thing. You know, the more we've, because typically like Satan and demons were they were part and parcel of the Christian worldview. So when we cut off basically our roots from the existence of God, that stuff sort of took a back seat and we thought of it as myth, mm-hmm. right? Like like yeah. the devil is just, that's kind of a leftover myth from our superstitious age as human beings. Um, now we can explain it in terms of just, you know, therapy, like it's, it's you know, person's broken psychology or or maybe it was just some natural law we didn't understand. Yeah. So that's kind of been the, the trajectory, the new atheism, you know, would, would have carried the Richard Dawkins okay. so much so they would even deny the spiritual element of a human being. Mm. And you would you would need to um, describe and, and characterize a human being purely in terms of physics and chemistry. Okay. And, and the mind would just be the brain. It would be reduced to the brain. Wow. That's kind of the story. But what is interesting enough, like that kind of worldview can't really last for long, which we've mentioned a lot. Like it, it more creates a vacuum that's something more spiritual, like me- metaphysical materialism can't really provide a foundation for human life because it's so it it so um, el- eliminates things that we all like most of like all of life is ex- we're experiencing yeah. conscience mm. um, we're having conscious experiences so any worldview that gets rid of consciousness <laughs> you know as, as yeah. a real unified Ooh, thing good. or the soul or the self or morality or it, it's not going to be able you can't build meaning from that because it's it's inherently a meaningless nihilistic worldview mm. so so enter in this new spiritualism which is coming Ooh. to take its place interestingly enough I'll, I'll read some of the quotes in this joe book book okay where he talks about why that is in western civilization and how it became it kind of moved from materialism to pantheism where all is is one and in in sort of like how that even begins to walk into the occult and wow. witch covens like th- this stuff has a it has a coherent um pathway to it wow well and so you know the there's there's lots of different ways we could respond to like seeing the increasingly over occultic activity right yeah. so I, I don't know i couldn't find this clip but there was this show on disney and um they were do it's like where the good guys are like doing dark magic and occultic stuff and it's Ooh. actual not like you know they, they used to say the smurfs was like that too right <laughs> but this is like even I more like, like this is like like real real okay. type stuff and so the lady one of the the girls that does the voices is, is from parks and rec 
Um, oh, that particular show from Disney, you mean? Okay. Yes. Okay. And she was, she said in this, I, this was literally, I saw Samoa, she said, I love how we're normalizing the occult. She said that. Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, what you always want to watch for in these situations is like, even though like, okay, we understand like if, if their, if their aim was merely to shock, they might've, they might've been successful in hitting that target because they did get a lot of stir on it. You know, if, if they're just, if their only aim is like shock factor, get people to listen to the song, make money. And it's, it's not really that big of a deal. Like the Satan thing is just something that they played up because they know evangelicals and and people on the right will overreact and they'll blow it up. Da da da. If that was their only aim, then yeah, you would still say it's, it wasn't good, but it wouldn't be that bad. But with all the other stuff going on, you begin to wonder, is is their aim actually, are they trying to move the Overton window to make the occult the normalized? Mm. We know that the sexual thing, that's been part of it. And so if you, if you remember back, um, I think we discussed this book called After the Ball. Yeah. That was written by two. I think they were actually homosexual men themselves, but they were definitely um, involved in the activism. They okay. were trying to describe why the gay movement failed and how they wanted to um, try to move it forward. Their, yeah, their goal was to basically, yeah, in fact, I got the, uh, I think I pulled it up here. The The subtitle was How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the nineteen in the 90s. Yeah. And it was written in 89. And they basically went down this this path and they nailed it. And, and how they did it was through this, this stra- strategy of propaganda. Okay. And they said the first step in this was they wanted to... Um, desensitize and so they started that they said their mistake was being too flamboyant too quick so we want to make the normal characters and the good guys in the shows the ones that seem to have it together make those the homosexual characters two was jamming you want to make people that um, respond to that be seen as bigots and old old mindset that kind of thing particularly christians so the Christians are you're, they're anti-gay. They're anti, so so you make them look bad. Uh, so you had desensitization, jamming, and then conversion, and then conversion basically meant um, you want to convert the average American emotion, mind, and will through a planned psychological attack in the form of propaganda fed to the nation via the media. Mm. In the early stages, this is quote um, for the book, in the early stages of any campaign to reach straight America, the message should not be shocked and repelled by premature exposure to homosexual behavior itself. Instead, the imagery of sex should be downplayed and gay rights should be reduced to an abstract social question as much as possible. First, let the camel get its nose inside the tent. Only later, his unsightly derriere. And that's, you know, probably playing off that that terminology. And I think one of the brilliant moves was partnering with the the rights you know, the human rights, right. that it was like Co-opting similar civil rights. So, the, yeah, I think that was a right? brilliant move. And um, because of that, I think even the plight of that became desensitized. And now you, you don't want to speak out against it because it's like you speak. If you speak out against this, you're speaking out against that as well. And they've co-opt that. So right. I think that was whoo. I looked up and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, they ran that playbook. Is that how we feel? Well. That's not the same. Right. So. Yeah, they collapsed those two things <clears throat> in a way that was very 
very very rhetorically persuasive and i think they have succeeded mm-hmm. in making anybody that stands up against that appear as no doubt about they're it. anti-black or white supremacist in the old school sense where it really meant something for sure and so um you know this there's a there's there, there's so many angles here to go on because there is the reality we we one one listener wrote in uh, to us and asked us to address a couple things and I'm going to email this person back because one of them they were talking about the nature of Satan and they were asking Ooh. questions about you know was was it he the choir director in heaven and this oh my gosh. so and that that is so a good. that is a traditional like that is the the typical evangelical um I think doctrine of demonology and Satan would would typically tie him and I, I can't remember if it's in the book of Ezekiel where where the prophet is talking about um, the king of Tyre, and in some sense he seems to be talking about Satan as well, because mm-hmm. it said you were there in the garden. Um, so yeah, I I honestly haven't done a, a ton of study on that, so I I can't That's say with any with any confidence question. whether he was or not. I do know there are some people that, within evangelicalism that have disagreed with that as well. Like I I was in my my William Lane Craig stage for a while in his Defenders podcast. He talks about that specific topic, and in his view, that that particular passage couldn't bear the weight of that interpretation. Like he said, okay. it was he 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 said to leap from that to to talking about Satan was beyond oh boy. proper okay. principles of exegesis. But he could be wrong. Like there are other, there are I remember seeing things in there that does make you think that he's talking about more than just the King of Tyre. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I can't weigh in. On that particular, you you learned some of that stuff right back in no, the I've in never the Bethel day. The no. um, but there was there was a um, there was a book that I that I read recently, well, maybe a few years ago that I found was very interesting called The Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser, okay. who just recently passed, by the way, which is oh, was okay. sad. But um, anyways, that was that was one of the more interesting theological books I had read on the topic where he really discusses the Council of Heaven in the Old Testament and. and all these passages that often are mysterious and he really did a good job of biblically putting it all together but I don't remember him touching I can't remember what he said about that topic so I apologize to the 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 listener that wrote that in but I would say um the the second thing she asked was deep was like is this common in the industry is what common so, like this satanic element that's a whole nother podcast. Right that is there. a whole. Um, <laughs> Jeez. But what I would say is like whether he was the choir director or not, he definitely the enemy definitely seems to understand the power of music um, and has no utilized that over the years. Now, I'll let you guys dig in this on your own. You can go down the rabbit hole and all that kind of stuff. But there are interesting connections between this so-called um, I don't know what she even so calls herself the artist Marina Abramovich. Okay. You know, I'm talking about the lady that does the strange, you know, demonic art yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, she is connected to a lot of the leading um, musicians and artists. So particularly like Jay-Z, yeah, Lady, Beyonce, Gaga. Lady Gaga, all these people. And they do these weird, they, they do these spirit cooking uh, sessions together that are crazy. I'll let you look that up. Um, they do all kinds of ritual things, and they try to play it off like, "Oh, it's just in good fun," but it's it, it's strange. It's dark, um, very, very dark, dark sided. And so there, there's actually a lot out there 
that would take us a feel. Yeah, what, what yeah, and I think it's coming out. People are being a lot more uh, awakened to um, the gatekeepers of the industry and how they're tied to yeah. everything: the agenda, the um, the indoctrination of young people, the World Economic Forum, and satanic worship in in entertainment. And you made me think of this quote: "Who is that that says?" Um, Give me, give me the songs of a nation. Yeah, I care not who writes its laws. Yes, the songs have been um, what's coming out in Hollywood. In fact, um, you know, songs today. You know, some of the lyrics. I I remember asking you because the production is so awesome and so moving. Can you sing about this? Is this legal? Because when I was young, I think they'd be at your doorstep and they they poll your social media after the fact when a crime has been committed what about the songs we're making these days what about that you know but yeah i do think that more and more um we're seeing that it's it is common to see satanic activity in in the industry it's becoming more in your face and i think it has been like you had like code breakers you know 20 years ago at the super bowl they're like hey this means this right and they there were satanics um like symbology going on back then. No doubt. But what's what's new, I think, is like you said, that it's the overt expression. Like they're, they're not trying to now hide it. It's like, it's so in your face. It's in the artwork. It's on the cover of the picture. It's like, this means Satan, yeah. bell worship and things yeah. like that. And so, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's, and they're saying it like Beyonce's latest record, her some of her stuff that she yeah. said about the scripture using it. I won't even repeat yeah, we it. Yeah, it's, it's hard it's to like, repeat. It's just um, dark sided. Yeah, you had, you had that, and then in this, so in in the in the song itself, unholy, okay, which is another right. Mm-hmm. Now they're kind of playing specifically off terms like holy. This is unholy, and they're celebrating it. Kim Petras is actually a man who supposedly had a sex change at the age of sixteen. Okay, and he's you know dressed like a woman in the cage and all this kind of stuff. In the second verse, he sings about Balenciaga. Oh boy, and that's that brand. See? That was just discovered to be, you know, putting stuff out about pedophilia, praising that, you know, there's a, so all these elements, you should see them as connected. And I just think Jeez. it was so fitting that Pfizer came up right after that. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm still old enough to remember when they when they said that, oh, man, those crazy people, 17th letter of the alphabet talking about some kind of, um, you know, yeah. pedophilia and occult activity you know those are some crazy people and they might be crazy people but either way like the the idea that elites are involved Mm -hmm. in this epstein island stuff like this stuff is like it's it's right there now it's no longer hidden in your face it's in your face it's like it's connected so you know what do we do with it you know the one 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 reaction might be just to shrug it off. You know, I've seen some people say, well, we, you know, we expect the world to be the world. Right. And so I'm not really so worried about that because they're just, they're just obeying their father below. (laughs) Um, While I get that, I do think that that is, that's an expression of what we've been trying to work against here, mm-hmm. which is, is separatist pietism. Oh boy. And so okay. that's basically, you know, the idea we're going to retreat from uh, taking ground in the culture and, and transformation of culture into our enclaves of ecclesiastical, where, you know, just the church, like Jesus is Lord of my heart, my church, and that's it. Outside of that, it's all going down. We're just trying to, you know, rescue as many souls as we can on the way down. 
But, you know, that, that pietistic attitude, I think, is falls short of the full implications of the gospel as taught in the Bible, where we go out, we announce Jesus is king, not just my heart, but king overall. Mm. And he has come um, to read the, 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 the sweep of redemption is as broad as the sweep of sin. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to like leaven, be salt and light and have transformation. One, one person said it well. They said, you know, the culture around us is the report card of the church. Oh boy. So if that's the case, we can see we're, we're getting a big fat red Oof. F right now. Right. Yeah. And so. You know, th- this should make us pause. So, so one thing we can get from it is, okay, Satan is real. The occultic activity seems to be coming into the forefront. Yeah. How is that connected between, how do we get from secular materialism to that? Maybe we'll, we'll probably have to wait till another episode to, okay. to trace that because it'd take too long here. But what does this say about the church's activity in America? Does this help us give a diagnosis? Is this the the inevitable outworking of the pietistic faith that we have retreated into since the early 1900s? And I would say, yeah, it is. Like this, this is what happens when you cease to carry the implications of the gospel to all of society, econo- the economy, mm-hmm. uh, education, the arts, yeah. everything. And we basically hand over these these structures to the enemy. This It gets full-fledged. And we, you know, you had drag queen story hour, and they're, they're getting in there. Like, the downside of this is, what like most of us with sense can look at it and laugh at it and dismiss it and say this is foolishness this is terrible this is garbage but what happens with the culture that's being informed by that that doesn't have strong christian parents okay. like that that becomes normal to them we were having a conversation with a lady who you know love this person they were just talking about their kids and they were saying how we were talking about this topic and they said oh yeah my kids see you know they see gay people kissing it ain't no big deal to them they're they're like they're like whatever and the the thought in that statement was that it almost like it was a good thing that they're you know they're they're not they don't have the old hang-ups that we used that we have and see, that is the mentality. They're trying to normalize all this stuff so much that the kids grow up and they, they don't bat an eye. Mm. They see this stuff and they think it's normal and good. And that is to their destruction and to the complete destruction of all That's society. Good. That's really good. If you want to grow in your confidence in knowing what you believe and why you believe it, if you want to ground your faith in biblical Christianity and step into who God has called you to be, I want to tell you about a great program put on by Impact 360, and it's called Propel. Propel is a one-week transformational leadership and discipleship experience where high school students gather together to be grounded in a biblical worldview as they learn how to follow Jesus, have a godly influence, learn how to disciple their peers, and boldly live out their faith in their daily lives. So they're having two sessions this summer. The first one is June 19th through the 25th, and the second one is June 26th through July 2nd. These programs fill up really quickly, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So we'll put the link below if you're interested in looking into it. And we'll see you this summer. And that normalization of sexual anarchy, of occultic activity, of all those things, is that is that is Satanism from the beginning. 
Like if you look back through the Babylonian times, these things are always connected. And Joe Boot does that. He goes through and connects these things um, and shows how this has been the history. You have sexual anarchy that goes with the occult. Abortion, child murder that goes with the with the occult. Wow. All these things go, go hand in hand. And so that that we 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 can dismiss it, but we also have to be aware, okay, this is what's going on and this is what's being accepted now. Not only accepted, I saw on YouTube once a church that was studying and doing a study on Beyonce worship, mm. like doing a, a, a literal study to enhance worship diversity in their church. And I also saw you're, you're seeing it like drag queens in the church be invited to come and teach and preach to congregants. And not only are we uh, separatist pietists, we are uh, <laughs> abdicating biblical principles, uh, turning altogether from yeah. the standard of the gospel of the word. No, you're right. And, and that's why, like, you know, this attempt. So one yeah. way that it's talked about sometimes is we have split things into sacred and secular or an upper story and a lower story. And the church said, well, you can have the lower story. You can have all the earth stuff and we'll okay. take the upper story. OK. Right. And now what they don't realize is inevitably that lower story is going to come and push out everything of the upper story and take over there as well. Um, you can't we can't retreat and the sacred space gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. And the state becomes larger and larger and Ooh, larger. Becomes God, yeah. And that's inevitably what happened. That's why there's this okay. connection between Jill Biden getting up at the Grammys and Pfizer. Oh yeah. And all these things. Like they the all yeah. the this is worldview in action. Wow. And so um you if if you can't act like you can get out of the culture war and that we can be protect this this safe space around Christianity. It doesn't work like that. Jesus is Lord of all. Like it's either Christ or chaos. Mm. Wow. There's no yeah. neutral ground where you can kind of sit and, and protect that. And I think that's what, if anything, this was like, this was the exposure of that to the maximum level. So while we might laugh at the shock value, I think we have to take seriously the fact that after that performance, or it was sometime during the Grammys, and the lady got up there, or maybe it was a man, I can't remember which one it was, but they got up there and basically gave a transgender right. This is the first transgender yeah. and and the the saddest part about that was the response of the, the audience the cheers because that i mean again as people and you know it's people at the grammys so that is a small it, it i don't think it represents the whole of america thankfully but to hear that to hear that cheer i think that represents a, a good swath of our culture right now yeah even young kids in the church that when they're not trained like teenagers we come across yeah that haven't been challenged and, and, and taught worldview, they're going to think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Oh, man, that, you know, the, the victim, they're, they're winning now. They've, you know, we've gotten rid of those old oppressive yeah. uh, cisgender mm. um, hegemonic powers. And that's what I want to say. You know, there, there were many Christians that I, that I saw, like, thinking, well, you know, it's no big deal. Who cares? The big, the big thing is what, really what's going on in the church. And that, that is true, too. Like, the fact that we're not training up our in discipling, that is probably priority-wise, that's a bigger deal than what goes on at the Grammys. But I do, just as a thought experiment, <coughs> imagine imagine that someone got up there, because this, this can let you know how we've even been infiltrated, like, okay. or indoctrinated. Gotcha. So, if some, like, let's imagine someone literally got up there, and they, they did an ode to the KKK. 
And they came up on stage dressed place. in the hoods and they were like killing it and it was a great song and they got off and oh my and at the end they sacrificed somebody. Ooh. Like did a did a visual sacrifice of a of a Dang brown person, sad. right? Yeah. And then they get up afterwards and receive the reward the the award and they say, Yes, now this this I'm so glad to get up here and to be able to show you that we will take it back as the white race, da 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 da. What what would your response be to that? Yeah. Especially if the crowd cheered. Mm. I think we would be mortified, right? And we would immediately feel like we I I guarantee you every big Eva representative would have been shouting that thing down. They would have been posting and rightfully so. Rightfully so. But I did notice Big Eva didn't want to really get didn't really want to come against the Satan performance. They wanted to downplay it. And say, oh, you, you know, it's not a big deal. What's really a big deal is this. So, what does that let you know? That lets you know that we've even been impacted a little bit by this no woke doubt. movement. No doubt. To downplay sexual anarchy and to make racial partiality the number one the sin number one sin in the country. Right. And so, yeah. you know, just that little thought experiment yeah. can let you know like it's it's good to to kind of challenge yourself to think through that. Both of those scenarios are really wicked. Yeah. Evil. And we can fight against the wickedness of that song. Um <laughs> this, you know, unholy song without looking crazy. You know, we don't have to set our hair on fire and mm-hmm. run around. But we do need to stand up and speak out against that. And then we also need to get in our churches and train kids up so that that's not even not even attractive to them. And they yeah. see it for what it is. Like they see the ugliness for ugliness. And because we really haven't done either one of those really well, I think you do get these people wanting to bifurcate the two. Um, so real quick, I just want to read a couple passages from this this gospel culture. Let me let me pull this up. If you're watching, you can follow along. Yeah, you'll you won't see any protest on Spotify to take down unholy from the church. Yes, you know. What but I'm you have heard I've heard people um, say that the LGBTQ is, is petitioning for Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin to be taken off of Spotify because it's offensive. Yeah. So, yeah, you make yeah, a man. good point, love. Yeah, it's just good to, to check that out. So, to process that. Okay. Here's this here's this book Gospel Culture Living in God's Kingdom, Cornerstones okay. Volume 1. Now, again, like if you want to go on the Mud Hen Mama, you can go here to All MHMM Products. Click on this magnifying glass right here. And what did I say that book was called, babe? Gospel Culture or something? Gospel Culture, type that in there. Something like that. And it pulls up right here, Gospel Culture, Living in God's Kingdom. Click on that, and you'll see you can get it right there for six fifteen. Great price. You support a a good uh, good cause here. You get your your free mind discount. So, anyways, let's go back over here to our Kindle book, and I just want to read. Um, let me let me let me pop forward. The, the English words culture and agriculture are dera- derived from a Latin word colere, and are related to cultus or worship. The direct association of culture with worship is most noticeable in our ongoing use of the word cult for various religions. Culture is perhaps best understood as the public manifestation of the religious ground motive, i.e. worship of a people. Hmm. The religious ground motive of a culture can never be ascertained from the ideas and the personal faith of the individual. It is a truly 
it is truly a communal motive that governs the individual even when one is not consciously aware of it or acknowledges it. In the West today, I'm, I'm kind of skipping around here, okay. just some, some bullet points I highlighted, but in the West today, we increasingly experience a humanistic, secular culture deeply influenced by pagan spirituality, which at the same time displays the cultural vestiges of Christianity. That's that Jesus-haunted, biblically yeah. illiterate you know, universe here, but here, here we go. Henry Van Til thus accurately defined culture as religion externalized. Wow. Religion externalized. All culture is the expression of a people's worship in terms Ooh, of which they cultivate their society. That's, awesome. that's So deep. what you take to be the ultimate God, that's why you can't get outside of moral proclamations. Like, for instance, Vice, uh, uh, I, I hesitate to even call them a uh, news organization, but okay, their journalism rag. Um, but basically they said, oh, conservatives rage about this, you know, and they were trying to downplay the, the Sam Smith performance. And they were, they were basically calling conservatives, like, you know, moral pearl clutchers, that kind of deal. But if you were to say anything that's politically incorrect, you better believe Vice would, would be, be the ones running, running out their hair on fire. So, again, we don't have to clutch our pearls. We don't have to. We can be steady and just strong in our, in our pronouncements and, and clear but we call evil, evil, and good, good, um, while they don't have a leg to stand on. So going back to this here, um, culture making is, is inescapable for all God's image bearers. It is an expression of worship. Culture is what human beings make of God's creation. Mm. It's what we do with God's creation. Um, mm. We are either oriented toward God or toward idolatry in marriage, family, church, state, art, science, and every other sphere. We will either seek to serve and glorify God in each area of our life, or our lives will have an apostate direction with no central place for God and his revelation. Mm, mm, mm. So real quick, the transformation of culture. In view of all this, it is clear that implicit in the Christian gospel is a particular vision of culture. Indeed, the gospel is a culture because it is centered on the worship of the living God through Jesus Christ and the enthronement of Christ as Lord over the heart, mind, soul, and strength of every believer. That the gospel forms a new culture is thus an inescapable deduction from the meaning of both terms. If culture is the public expression of the worship of a people and the gospel restores man to true worship, i.e. of the creator, not the creation, then the gospel restores man to true culture, which is the kingdom of God. Man was not made to live a fragmented and dissonant life, but was made an integral being to worship and glorify God and have dominion under God in all things. The gospel fully restores man to his calling to worship and to serve, beginning with the regeneration of the heart of man, and thereby effecting a radical change in the core of man's being. Love that. Wow. Um, one Powerful. last little part here. It is only by believing in God that we can ever criticize the government. Abolish God and the government becomes the God. That fact is written across all human history. Whatever the people do... Whatever the people do not believe in something beyond the world, they will worship the world. But Ooh. above all, they will worship the strongest thing in the world. My, my. So that's how all this comes together. Wow. Any thoughts on all that, babe, as you hear that? Ooh, that's just, just clear. It's like, you know, it's not whether you'll worship God. It's like, which God are you going to worship? It's exactly. like, if it's not the 
and it God of the universe. In the end yeah. of that path, that, this is how it goes from like you start with like a little idolatry, right? Okay. You you put you know you worship sex or you worship you know technology, it, and it eventually leads to full on a cult. Mm. Like it go because you're really wor- idolatry is inevitably witchcraft. Like it leads you towards yeah. witchcraft yeah, yeah. in the yeah. fullest expression. Wow. Whereas the other side leads you toward more godliness. Mm. One, one more little paragraph okay. here. Since the gospel affects such a great transformation, we must conclude that the dreary condition of our culture today is in large measure due to the apostasy of the church and Christian family from their respective callings. Since the so-called enlightenment, Christians have steadily surrendered the various organs of culture, education, law, arts, charity, medicine, government, almost entirely to the increasingly humanistic state. We have progressively retreated into a pietistic bubble (laughs) concerned largely with eternal verities and keeping souls from hell. And we have faithlessly limited Christ's jurisdiction to the institutional church. The result has been the marginalization of the Christian church and a change of religion in the public sphere. That's important. The result of that has been the marginalization of the Christian church Mm -hmm. and a change of religion in the public sphere. See, we change religions without people... Maybe, and I think some people were noticing you had Jay Gresham Machen back in the day, one of the Princeton greats who was calling this stuff out. But that happened without many people even noticing it. Mm-hmm. Some freedoms for the gospel remain, though threatened, but history shows that freedoms not fought for are soon forfeited. If we love God and our neighbor, then a full orbed gospel culture for all of life will be of great importance to us, not simply our inner piety. We will want to witness to the reality of our cosmos renewing gospel and call people and nations to repentance and the life, joy, beauty, and truth that is found in Jesus Christ and his rule alone. Amen. Right? Amen. Um, One more thing I want to address just because I had one more. I know we're short on time here. Um, We had uh, one of our listeners comment on, on Mav City and at the Grammys. And that's a whole nother episode, too. Yes, it is. But after after this person did that, um, I saw another another individual came on, and they were real excited on Facebook because Brandon Lake said the name of Jesus. Okay, right. Um, okay, let me let me just I'll, I'll make a brief comment, and if you guys want us to do a further episode, let me know. There's a lot we could talk about there, but let me just uh, type this in Maverick City Grammy speech and see if I can. Find that one. Yeah, here it is. Here, babe. I'll play it. I don't All think right. you saw this yet. But. I haven't seen it. Okay. Places. And so I just want to say we finished it over text, and it's just so cool. We rallied the team together, finished this song, and it's been awesome. In a season where the world is riddled with fear, we know that perfect love casts out all fear. And that perfect love is Jesus Christ. And so if you're dealing with that, man, turn to Jesus. We want to encourage you. Y'all team, I'm proud of you. Love you. So in essence, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you already said there, but, um, you know, so the, the, I think the person on Facebook, they were downplaying, they were basically saying, you know, uh, who cares about the Satan thing? He said the name of Jesus uh-huh. on the Grammys. Now that's all it's, it's cool. Like, I appreciate that. He said that, you know, um, I don't want to criticize Brandon Lake at all. Cause that's, that's better than a lot of sure. folks would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think to think of that as a major victory 
<laughs> is to is to be down forty nine to seven in a football game and and run a five yard play and think, oh man, we look at that, we ran a five yard play. And the reason I say that is this: they the the battle right now, the the enemy's battle is not centered around you saying Jesus can help you overcome fear and anxiety Ooh, in your life. Preach, yeah. Um, can can Jesus help you overcome fear Absolutely. and anxiety? For sure, but you can see how that that kind of amb- ambiguous language can actually sit well in their worldview, which is this kind of pluralistic, like whatever helps you therapeutically, right? If if that's yoga, therapy, yeah. if that's Jesus, like we all have this fear and anxiety. If 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 you turn to Jesus. He'll help you. Oh, that's cool. You know, I turn to the occult for that. Yeah, tack him on to this night, you know, and let him, let him so, co-sign this whole So thing. there's an yeah. interesting story. I won't okay. mention the apologist's name because they've since shamed themselves. <laughs> but, okay. Um, but they used to tell the story. They were overseas, and they were telling the gospel. And the translator began to add on a lot of words, and people oh, started yeah. leaving. And so they looked at the translator and said, why are you doing that? And he said, well... These people here in, in their, their religion, they, they thought that you were just saying add Jesus on to their deities, and they mm-hmm. were fine with that. But I was explaining to them, no, 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 he is the son of God, and, and you have to accept him, him alone and re- reject the others. And that's when they started leaving. See, that was, the, where, the, that was where the rub was. That was the point of friction between the biblical worldview and their worldview. It was fine so long as you kind of left it kind of like, yeah, just add Jesus on. So what I I say to that, it's not a bad thing, and I'm not criticizing him for saying that. But here's another thought experiment. Imagine if he got up there and he said, "Um, I just want to thank Jesus, the Logos, through whom was created male and female. Through whom was brought into being the institution of marriage, which is between one man and one woman for life as a covenant through whom was given the law, including do not murder. And I tell you today, for those of you who are supporting killing unborn human beings in the womb, turn to Jesus and repent and his wrath will be taken from you. Turn to Jesus and put your confidence in him as the Lord and the creator of all these norms that you've been trying to undermine. See, that's where that's where the battle is. And it, it it won't do to simply like this is the old thing where like, you know, we're in the NFL and we say, yeah, Jesus at the end of the game like that. That's 1992. It's it's it is the same battle, but we should be experiencing now or we should be more experienced in understanding the nature of the battle. Yeah. And, and we talked about this a couple episodes. It's the Tao that's under attack. And they're happy to give you this privatized, pietistic Christianity. That's not that they're not going to respond to that. Like, I haven't heard any pushback on that. But I guarantee you had he said any of the things I just said. We'd be here and like he would be canceled right now. Mav City would be canceled. Grammy's taken away. <laughs> All that. So that 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 Ooh, that is what I. Left. That's kind of where so I want to end that. But I do want to say this: like there there are other problems there. This person brought up like they were going to go to their show in New York City and Maverick City. You had they you had to be vaccinated to get in. For instance, any Christian artist that was allowing that to happen, I get it. Their unions were putting pressure on them, probably, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we cannot do that as Christian artists. We cannot, we can't get into that kind of stuff. This person said, they got on their website. Hopefully this is a feature of the website and not them, but to, to get, sign up for the text message list for them, it, get, it asks you which gender you were and it had multiple options. <laughs> so if anybody from Mavsies listen, 
fix that, like fix that. So there's lots of other stuff there uh, to be talked about at another date. But anything else you want to add for we hop Yeah, and I just think that it just breaks my heart to think of that they quote unquote represent the worship movement or leaders of our day. Not in essence, but this is what young people are looking to. They had the number one tour last year, grossing more than any other tour. And worship is divorced from worldview and lifestyle and truly understanding the times we're living in. So we got to look past titles. We got to look past all the hype and even notoriety of everybody on platforms today and look past that and see through okay how are people really living how are they really thinking and are they really living for christ yeah in these times because that's that's just that's yeah, deep man. love what you've just brought up that's awesome yeah, yeah. and uh, and i think you're right and that's even outside of stuff that yeah. like there's stuff there's drama going on and people talk about that i don't i don't know all the ins and outs of that like, yeah but i do want to say this like insofar as you have a platform like there are times we do have to kind of go in like ninja sheep and going under the radar Mm -hmm. but just know know the direction you're going and know that that's not sufficient to kind of like we can't camp out forever on this kind of pietistic jesus therapy um place where it's just one among many where, where our main thing is just to be nice and winsome and um fit in with the world to have a place at the table like no it's a war between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. We can be strategic in that, but we have to know what the battle is, and we have to continually work toward um, bringing people to the truth and cutting through the evil. We have to know where the battle is and not flinch at Amen. that place. That's good. So, anyways, thank you guys so much. Uh, subscribe if you can. Uh, help us get the word out, and we'll see you next time.